Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Canisius College Frozen Podcast. My name is Vinny Cristiano, alongside Jay Ashdown in studio here to go over the past week of college hockey action in the NCAA around the country. Today, we're going to talk about a couple things the games from over the weekend. Canisius College lost to North Dakota. We'll go over Notre Dame and Robert Morris as well. Bentley and Robert Morris, two Atlantic hockey opponents um, facing off last weekend. We'll go over the stats for the whole Division One so far, and we will talk about some other miscellaneous things as we go through college hockey as it is now. So for the next episode of the Frozen Podcast, let's go. Jay, welcome back. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to talk more hockey. Yeah. We've talked a lot of hockey already today, and we're yeah. just going to keep doing a little bit more. We're going from uh, NHL to some college hockey. Which is awesome. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, very exciting I stuff. have to say, just hockey in general is just awesome. It I don't, is. It's I, just great. I'm really thankful that that there's so much. It's such an awesome game to talk about and to just experience. Nothing like it. So... Um, you had a, definitely a couple talking points here. Later today, I'll go in through the stats of kind of the whole league, goal leaders and all that. I know we had a couple people from Providence, or one guy from Providence last year we were take, keeping an eye on. And uh, Canisius got a little bit of a later start to the season than a lot of the other Atlantic hockey teams. Two of those teams did play this past weekend. Robert Morris beat Bentley. and uh, Twice. That, twice, yeah. that's true. Um, Six-point Atlantic Hockey Association weekend. Um, as obviously we talked about the whole three point uh, three point system and all that now, which we talked about last week, which we really liked, and I'm yeah. excited to see how that goes through league play, especially this year. So, so two regulation wins, and that's the first six point sweep in uh, Atlantic hockey history, which is pretty exciting for the, uh, the Colonials because Bentley we project is going to be a very good team. Certainly, we're not going to let this weekend deter because I gotta say it's a fluke, but you know. You're not going to find Bentley going over 13 on a weekend in the power play too often. Yeah, yeah. So, right. uh, good job for for Robert Morris to be able to capitalize on that, getting uh, great goaltending from Justin Cablemaster uh, right now, who has stopped 109 of 112 shots in his first three starts this year. That's since he really impressive. That's incredible. Yeah, that's next level stuff. Like he has been playing out of his mind. Putting Robert Morris in position to win games, which is going to be important for them. Especially, yeah, especially against teams like Bentley. I mean, Bentley's a yes. favorite for the conference in general. I mean, yeah. So I, I that's definitely They're one really of those impressive. top five teams to look for that could certainly get uh, a buy in the first. So yeah, absolutely. I think and Bentley also, like you mentioned, going over three on the power over thirteen on the power play. That's not something that they a they have to fix that. Yes. If they're going to get success, and B, I have a feeling that they will fix that. Yes, it, they'll certainly fix it. So, I mean, they got some talented forwards. I think um, for them, that's the um, and that's pretty much did that pretty much kick off league play for it Atlantic did, Hockey. It did. Uh, so um, now everything's kind of officially in motion for them, um, and we will. Uh, you know, your your conference play doesn't really pick up until like towards the midway point of the season, but you'll have some conference games, some right. non-conference games. But uh, yeah, for them to start off. With two home games, important to win your home games, especially in conference play against a good team like Bentley. Uh, Robert Morris is off to the start that they needed to get off to. 
Yeah, you're right. Um, speaking of pl- uh, Atlantic hockey teams, Holy Cross plays tonight, actually, against Merrimack, yeah. which is kind of neat. Just Thursday game, kind of uh, a little bit different. Yeah, I might check into that, actually, and watch be, it later. Yeah, that'll definitely be interesting. Um, I uh, 7 o'clock game, you know, that'll be pretty much perfect timing for what we have planned tonight here. We're going to be sitting in a room and kind of behind oh, some yeah, computer right. screens, so that yeah. might be a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, depending on what we're doing. You know, during that I lecture, might we might be able to pull it up and just kind of watch it silently for a little bit. Um, Friday, AIC plays Sacred Heart, so that's a uh, that's a divisional game, conference game. Um, mm-hmm. Arizona State and Air Force that should be a good game. Air Force beat um, was able well in the first round two yeah. years ago. They was beat able to Saint beat Cloud Saint State. Cloud and Arizona State is a good hockey team, probably much on the level of St. Cloud, so that'll be a good game um, for Air Force to Not to off watch to a too. great start this season for That's true. Yeah, you're right. Arizona State. They're going to, but they're, they're, they're certainly the talent's still there. It's yeah. just, you know, when you lose a goaltender who was as good as Joey Decord last year, it, it's a tough adjustment no matter who you're playing. And they certainly did not have an easy start to the season. So I still, still believe in uh, Arizona State. I'm still going to be following them because I like the fact that we have a college hockey team in Arizona, and it's growing the sport. It's an awesome thing. So, yeah, that should be a good game. Bentley plays New Hampshire, and uh, Niagara will play Minnesota. That is going to be yeah. interesting. Niagara is a powerhouse in terms of Atlantic hockey this year, would right. you say? Yes. So, well, they will be for the next couple yeah, years just because of right. how young they are. Yeah. But So against a team like Minnesota, that would be an interesting test for them to see kind of if they have their stuff together. Canisius plays Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute on Saturday. Holy Cross plays Northeastern. RIT plays Merrimack College um, after Holy Cross plays them. Army and Robert Morris will face off this weekend as well on Saturday. Arizona State plays Air Force again. And Niagara and Minnesota will play again as well. Robert Morris plays Army on Sunday too. So a uh, a lot of games happening this weekend. A lot of I'm interested. I'm going to see if I can maybe catch a little bit of the Niagara-Minnesota game somehow because yes. I'm excited for that. Yeah. That should be really interesting to see. Um, in terms of standard college hockey action, Notre Dame got a big third period to pull away from Air Force, and they did win big. They ended up getting a um, 6-1 win over Air Force this past weekend. Score a goal with a second left to make it six to one. So yeah, no big it deal. was it was a very very close game for uh, for most of the game. Um, I mean it was a, it was one to one in the second period before they made it two to one, and then they just exploded at the beginning of the third period to make it five to one. Three goals in seven minutes will kill any team, especially yeah. when you're trying to go on the road and get a big upset. But uh, as far as like how they played. I don't think Air Force should be ashamed of themselves. It is Notre Dame. Notre Dame's yeah, I, Notre Dame's I can't, eighth in the country. I Notre cannot Dame's remember really the last time Notre Dame was bad at hockey. They're usually pretty good, you know. Um, RIT beat number seventeen Bowling Green in overtime. Yeah, came back from a two zero deficit. Yeah, that's impressive. RIT, um, I believe, was the only Atlantic hockey team to ever make the Frozen Four. Yes. So. Two thousand ten. Yeah, and. Uh, they have a so that you know 
that's hmm. that, something that they like to brag about, uh, you know, rightly so. But well, yeah, seven, rightly so. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I believe they beat New Hampshire and then upset um, Denver. So anytime you do something like that, you yeah. use their bragging rights. But number 17, Bowling Green. I mean, when Atlantic hockey teams beat ranked opponents, that's really good for the division just in general. I mean, regardless of how early we are in the year, mm-hmm. how faulty the rankings might be, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's still well, good. That, was, that wasn't even the biggest upset, right? which we'll get into yeah. later yeah. after we well, I didn't wanna, talk about I didn't, I didn't right. want to, you but, know, I didn't. Because we got two games to talk about. Yes, we do. Um, as far as RIT is concerned. Yeah. That upset against Bowling Green was awesome. Um, you know, special teams, like nobody scored on the power play for either side. But coming back from a 2-0 deficit, they battled the entire way. Um, Logan Drackett had a great game. I, I think he has a chance to be the best goaltender in the conference. Wow. L- Logan Drackett's really, really good. Okay. Uh, but you, you come back, and then you get an overtime winner. It looked like a very, very even game, especially for them playing a ranked team. Like yeah. They looked like they belonged. And uh, certainly, even though they lost in the next game against number 12 Ohio State, they still look like they belong, only losing three to one. They actually jumped out to a one nothing lead. Um, Alden Dupuis scored the goal for RT, but ultimately Ohio State prevailed three to one. So what was the um, final? So it was thirty four shots. So, so Ohio yeah. State had thirty four shots and RT had twenty five. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, you know, they out got outshot, but I mean, that's still close. I mean, it's not like. That's like a regular game. Yeah, like, that's pretty standard. I mean, Ohio yeah. State could outshoot Michigan State thirty-four right. to twenty-five. Yeah, it's like you, they, can, you can absolutely. RIT that, yeah. always looks like they belong in some of these non-conference games, which is not something that you always see from from teams in the conference. Right. They're certainly a team that I feel like wouldn't win as many games if they moved to like a, a better conference, but they wouldn't be out of place. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, uh, but certainly they're. They found a home in the Atlantic Hockey, and we hope they stay because they're fun to talk about. They are. And, yeah, Logan Drackett, again, finished with 31 saves and 34 shots. He he looked really good again. Um, so yeah, I, I think he could be the best goaltender in the conference. Like I said, like just watching how he plays, he's very solid in just about every aspect of his game, and he, he's their rock back there in that. Well, I'm excited to see him play in person then this year. He's as good as you say he is. I haven't seen him play yet. I just I, I did stats, see I did get a chance are to see him last year. Yeah, what? I did a good chance to see him last year when I went to the RIT Canisius game. I was I was also there. I just I just didn't notice. <laughs> Probably because no, Matt all, Ladd was putting on a show. And in, in all seriousness, I mean that game was neat because it was kind of a scrappy game. There was not a lot of hold on. Like there was not a lot of fancy stuff going on. I mean right. that was a gritty game. Both Canisius' goals were. In tight, I mean, there mm-hmm. was, you know, one was a tip-in, I believe, and the other one was, like... Was just, like, a three-on-one. Right. That was, like, just... Yeah, and Hutchinson finished it off from, like, right next to the crease, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, but regardless, it'll be nice to see kind of being a little bit more aware now, especially if a team like that continue, you know, plays that close against ranked opponents. Um, that's great for the conference. And just for them, RIT is always, like you mentioned, fun to watch. Um and we'll kind of keep an eye on them as we go through the year because they're not really predicted to do, like, really well. But, I mean, but like at I any s- point, could they s- could jump right up and, and, yeah, and like be, I mean, be the division. Nobody's, like, predicting them to be, like, you know, finishing top four in the conference, really. Right. Because, I mean, you know, you, you got your Bentleys of the world. You got Niagara. Certainly you got AIC, who's yeah, probably going to finish at the top. Yeah. 
but I could see them getting that fourth spot or the fifth yeah, spot, getting absolutely. you know the first buy and making a run in the tournament. I think that they're a very good, very good team. And and Wayne Wilson's a very good coach. But the bigger upset, Holy Cross, more like Holy this, Bleep. This amazed me. I I I, still, I never saw this one. I coming. didn't like when I read this. I didn't read it correctly. I mean, I just didn't. I was like, number oh, you know, that's right. six, Providence at home, falling in overtime three to two to Holy Cross. That is just terrific. Talk about a good game for the conference. I mean, and, and the 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 overtime goal. Sil- Silky Mitz, man, it was a nice goal. Kevin Kevin Durar, Kevin Durar yeah, not breakaway. He had a breakaway, went to the backhand. Beautiful goal. Awesome. That's awesome. I mean, whole, again, like you mentioned, I mean, Holy Cross, it's not only a team that you expect to go in and really, right. know, really play that toy against Providence. Um, but, again, that's just, I think as, as you continue to watch, I mean, like last year with Canisius, North Dakota, even playing Union, you know, kind of right. and, a, and other teams doing the exact same thing. AIC advancing in the first round, like, just you like, just never know. You, it's amazing. Hockey is just such a sport that really relies it's on amazing. you know, bounces and stuff. And you don't really have a lot of chances that you know things could go wrong a lot easier in in hockey. Like if if the NCAA, you obviously can't do this for many reasons, but if the NCAA had a like March Madness, just like basketball does. I think you'd see a lot more upsets, even than than the basketball tournament. I yeah, because for me, really, the basketball only happens like if you get like outshot. Like if you if you shoot like thirty threes in a game and you hit like four, which happens sometimes. Right. You just have an awful shooting game. You get upset. Yeah, yeah. but in, but I, like but it, in it's hockey, not it as... takes so much. Yeah, if you, you you have a like, it relies so much on. You know, if you have one guy that your if your goalie stands on his head, that's because that's which one is how very, most upsets in the NCAA yeah, work. One, I mean, talk about making a debut. Matt Radonski yeah. in his first collegiate start was excellent in that game. Yeah, you have to be. I mean, it's Providence. Yeah, it's yeah. Providence. They're a very good team. Yeah. They were just here in Buffalo not too long ago, playing to hopefully get into the title game. Yeah, against Minnesota Duluth. This is a very very good yeah. program, a very good team with a lot of talent on it. And Holy Cross went into their building and took a game in overtime. That's excellent stuff, man. Yeah. That's – and, like, like I've, I'm going to keep saying this all year long. That's huge for the division. It is, for, for sure. Um, AIC did drop a home-and-home home series to Quinnipiac. 3-2 um, to two was the score of both games. Still a close game by both of them. But uh, Quinnipiac was the number nine team – in the nation, so a lot of Atlantic hockey teams playing on ranked opponents. Oh, here's the the the, uh, the goal. The goal. So I want to see. I, this. I don't know if you saw it, but I did not get a chance to see it. Oh, turnover! Nice play by the defenseman there. What a stretch pass! Ooh, that's unreal. Filthy. So my bad. It wasn't a back. He went to his it, back. He did go to the backhand. Back, back to the forehand. He froze the goalie. Yeah, it's unreal. Play that again for him if you could. I mean, that was. Like that all started. The great, like, great stretch pass. So the guy lost the forward lost the puck, and a beautiful stretch pass. How did he go unwatched by both those defensemen? Not sure. All I know Man. is it's a beauty. You that see, was a beautiful goal. 
the excitement from the team jumping yeah. off the bench. I mean, did you see that one fan in the crowd there? I mean, he got just right on the left. He got so excited. That's on YouTube, uh, folks, if you just want to look it up. Um, that, what's yeah, the name Kevin of that, Jay? Uh, it's the Holy Cross Athletics highlight of the week. Gotcha. That was that that was filthy. Yeah. That's a play that you when like when your team sees that happen, like there's just there's not a lot of like a lot of feelings in sports of just like hope, like like this yeah. is so cool when that pass is made and just tape to tape, guy cuts in red with blue line. It's just like this is this is just something awesome is about to happen right exactly. here. Exactly. That was sweet. Um, but yeah, as we as we were talking about uh, AIC, obviously now projected this year to be the class of the conference right for good reason um sure you lose two games your own two in the year but like dude they lost both games three to two to quinnipiac who's one of the better programs number nine in the country and it was a home and home series both really close games i got to see the one that was i watched a little bit of the game that was at quinnipiac and it was just such an a look an even looking game. Yeah. I mean, Eric Lang, man, the job he's done recruiting and then getting these guys ready to play has just been phenomenal for AIC. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's incredible the job that he has done. And and you can just tell it because they they look like they're another one of those teams. Every, they just look like they belong, you know? Yeah. They and, and and that's that's so, that's hard for, for any team to do against Quinnipiac, even teams in their conference. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I I'm looking here at the rankings, the D1 rankings, um, on NCAA.com. Um, so after Providence loses to Holy Cross, they move from sixth to thirteenth in the rankings. Quinnipiac with those two wins moves up to eighth from ninth. Right. Um, North Dakota, with the two wins against Canisius, which we're just about to get into, they are now 16th. In the um, They were previously 18th. So just in general, Denver is at the top right now. Minnesota Duluth falls to three. Minnesota State is second. Uh, Massachusetts is fourth. Cornell is fifth. Uh, Boston College is sixth. Notre Dame is seventh now. Quinnipiac, eighth. Penn State, ninth. Clarkson is 10th. St. Cloud is 11th. Um, they're 0-0-2 on the uh, season right now, St. Cloud. Ohio State is 12th. Providence is now 13th, like I mentioned. Western Michigan is 14th. Northeastern North is 15th. North Dakota 16th. With Con- Wisconsin, I, got, I forgot how to talk there for a second. Wisconsin is 17th. UMass Dude. Lowell is 18th. Sorry? Wisconsin. They have so much talent. I know they're only seventeenth, but yeah, they're one. They're only one, one and zero. I mean, you could. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason Denver's on top is because they're four zero and zero. Yeah, Minnesota and, State and is they two were and zero. Like in the Frozen Four last year, right? Their top players are Keandre Miller, twenty second overall by the Rangers, Alex Turcott, and Cole Caulfield. Wow, Wisconsin. If they get goaltending this year, very very deadly team. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how these rankings play out every week. When we come back and we yes. look at these, it's going to be so cool to see how teams move. UMass Lowell 18th right after Wisconsin. They were not ranked last week. Harvard is 19th, and Boston uh, College is 20th. Boston University, I'm sorry. Not Boston College. Boston College is 6th. Boston College is going to be very interesting this year, too. Like in that, Spencer Knight. 
He's good. He's, he's so good. good. So good. So um, they they can they they can definitely be a tournament team. I'd imagine Wisconsin and Boston College with the talent that they have could definitely sneak in the tournament and make some noise. That would be you know, make some noise, man. I love hockey so much. Me too. Um, okay, so we'll jump back to – I just wanted to do that because we were talking about it and beating ranked people. Ranked North Dakota, got the revenge on Canisius. Canisius couldn't really hang with him. Um, and it, well, games. watching the games, and we have to give North Dakota credit for this because what I noticed in both games that I thought was very interesting was they controlled the puck for most of the game. It was mainly in Canisius's end. Yet in the first period, or the first two periods of the first game, I believe they were only up two nothing, and they were only up three one after the first forty minutes of the second game. So you just you just wondered like, okay, they have one more period to go. They just need to hang on, but they've struggled to score goals with the opportunities that they've generated like last year. Do they get frustrated? Do things happen here? Like how how do they handle it? And they exploded in both their periods with offense, which is something that they didn't do too often last year. So, sure, you don't look at this. Like, if you're looking back on the season, um, at the end of the season, if you're North Dakota, do these two wins against Canisius stand out in your schedule? No. But they're incredibly important. They showed up in the first game of the season against Canisius after getting swept by them last year, wearing the black business suit jerseys. I don't know if you know Those anything about are- they're sweet, yeah. But do you know, like the significance of those jerseys is like they only wear those for big games, and they never wear them at home. They've huh. only worn them three times at home, and all three games were against St. Cloud State. One time it was after uh, Ralph Ingolstadt died, very influential person around that area. You know, the arena's Ralph Ingolstadt Arena. Uh, so, like they they never wear those jerseys, and people were stunned when they showed up in warmups wearing those against Canisius, but it just showed the significance to the players that they wanted to go out and beat Canisius in those two games, get off on the right foot, put last season behind them. They did their job. These here, Jay? Yes. Those are sweet. Those are awesome. Those, the business. They call them the business suits for a reason, and they wore those against Canisius, which I think is pretty cool. That is really neat. That is really neat. That show, but that shows that they went into the game. I mean, like, look, this is a, you know, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Which like, it was. I mean, you know, it wasn't not, but yeah, it absolutely was. Like usually, you wouldn't think Kinesis is a big deal, but like it, it was a big deal to them, and they, they did what they needed to do. So they're off. They're two and zero right now, off on the right foot. They can put that behind them now, and I think that they can have a good, good season. Yeah, that's they a good certainly start. have the talent. I yeah. mean, Shane Pinto was yeah. incredible this weekend, and so was Jacob Bernard-Docker. Uh, a lot of really impressive players. Gabe Bass really impressed me. Adam Shield didn't face much in that, but, you know, he, he, hey, he did what he had to do. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Just do your job. Just, just got to do, do your job. Do your job, and, yeah. yeah, good things will happen. And that's what happened. North Dakota off to a good start against Canisius. Um, at the bottom here, we do have the goaltenders that played really, really well from the conference. Jo- Justin... Capelmaster played three games, 973 save percentage. Like, this guy's been standing on his head. Unreal. Logan Drackett, three games, 940 save percentage. Tevin Kozlowski from Army, 940 as well. 939 for Matt Radomski. 
All Granted, good. it's only one game. Yes, but, but still, you know, you got to, you know, that's huge. That Justin Kappamaster, I mean, that's going to be just to watch. It, it might be a battle between well. him and Logan Drackett for yeah. the of the conference, really. Insane, man. Those just, it's, and that's, those guys, those, that's going to win them games. And that's what Robert, if you need, you know, if you're going to upset people, if you're going to move up in the conference, if you're going to make a run, you get a goalie that plays hot. Man, that does a lot for your team. Because I mean, you can, you, you, you got then, a guy who went to Ferris State. Yeah. So like this guy's got experience. He's played in a better conference. You come to, you know, yeah. a team like Robert Morris. It's not totally shocking to see him play like this. Yeah. You, know, you get players who sometimes didn't play a ton, but play in these other conferences that come here, and you just see how well they perform. And it just shows like how talented some of these guys truly are. Yeah. Like when Austin Alger came to Canisius. Yeah, like it, it took a couple of games because he didn't think he was going to be able to play immediately. Then he was granted eligibility like a week before the season began, so he wasn't totally prepared. And then just after you know, like the first five games, he was the best player on Canisius behind Dylan McLaughlin. And I project that he's probably going to be the best player on the team, best forward on the team this year. Yeah, that would be it's. Really, it's cool to see because then those guys, you know, they get a chance to show off, you know, and yes. that'll be really neat for them. Um, but I you just get more like, playing time. Like you mentioned it, you get, like you you know, especially when you do, if you transfer or you go somewhere where you're going to get more of an opportunity, that gives you a chance to really be like, hey, look, these guys made a mistake and not, you know, yeah. not giving me my, my shot. So it's cool to, to see how they do in uh, here in Atlanta hockey. Like you mentioned about. Austin Alger, now he's got a full season under his belt. He's kind of used to Coach Trevor Larger's system. So I'll, I, I'd like to see how he does in comparison to other players this year. He had the one bright spot of the weekend. He had the bar down goal. That was a filthy shot. Yeah. I did see that. That was unreal. Okay. So I do want to go over the stats for the conference real quick, if yeah, that's okay with you. Um, in terms of a um, couple things, uh, scoring offense through games – on October 13th. So this is a little bit old here on the NCAA website. Um, but that's is – is there something better or my is NCAA website know, just my best resource for that? Scoring offense, Wisconsin averaging seven goals with Boston University, seven goals. Penn State, six and a half. North Dakota also six and a half. Omaha, five and a half. Massachusetts with five, along with Notre Dame and New Hampshire. Scoring defense – in terms of, you know, goals allowed and all that. Minnesota State is tied with North Dakota and Omaha for half, half a goal. Um, Clarkson, Ferris State, and Northeastern, speaking of Ferris State, all tied at one, one and a half for Army, Providence, UMass Lowell, and Boston College, running out like the top ten there. Um, in terms of goals per game, Greg Prince out of Providence, still leading the entire NCAA with two and a half goals a game. He's got five goals on the season, Cole Caulfield, as you mentioned, two goal, two averaging two goals a game, along with Mitchell Chaffee from Massachusetts, Patrick Curry from Boston University, Cole Holtz from Penn State, and also Matthew Quersia, Quersia? I think it's Quersia, out of Boston University as well. He's a mm-hmm. sophomore. Yes. Freshman Cole Caulfield, who obviously has been drafted already, so he probably will not be playing all four years. Um, I imagine like he's either going to go the one or two route yeah like Kale McCart played two years at yeah. UMass yep you're absolutely right so let's go uh I'm going to jump to assists per game here um that's Nick Halloran from Colorado College 
averaging two and a half assists per game. Michael Leary from Notre Dame, two and a half, along with Nate Susis. Susi? Susis? I don't know. I, I should really work on these. Jacob Bernard Docker from North Dakota, two, averaging two, along with a whole bunch of other people. Um, Jack Dugan, Providence, two people from Boston University. Uh, actually, three people from Boston University. So, I mean, that's what happens when your team scores a lot of goals. Um, obviously, really early in the year, but I just kind of like taking a look at this as uh, as we go through. Um, goals against average. Leaders in the NCAA. Let me, uh, is this, I feel like I have this a little bit backwards. Oh, no, we're good. Okay, yeah, so that's not actually what I wanted to look at. I just am really lost right now. I am so lost. Points per game. That's what I wanted to look up. I just clicked on the wrong thing. Nate Susie's from Penn State and Brandon Biro are one and two, both from Penn State. Three and a half points per game for Susie. And Susie's, uh, pardon me, I'm sorry about that. Brandon Biro with three, along with Mitchell Chaffee, David Cotton, Patrick Curry, Jack Dugan, David Ferentz, Julius Matilla, and Greg Prince. Um, that Greg, Greg Prince is going to be interesting to watch this year. Do you know, is he, uh, he is a junior. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's, is he with, I don't think he has a, uh, I'd imagine he'll get signed at some point, right? No? Probably not. Jay owes me $50. Now he looked at me. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm, do you think Cole Caulfield will, like, be one of the points leaders this year in general? Probably. You think, you think just I mean, in you're general, playing you out of line with Alex Turcott. Like, those two guys right. are going to have an incredible connection. Like, it's weird because I think, like, Turcott's probably going to be the better. Like, he was drafted higher. Probably going to be the better NHL player. But, like, as far as college is concerned, the college game, like, it just feels like Cole Caulfield's just going to be a star for, like, the next I, – I, I'd imagine he's probably going to play two years. Just to gain more experience, get yeah. a little bigger? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like he, he'll gain a little bit more than that than playing in the minors or anything like that. So you get you, those two years under your belt, and then you go to Montreal, and you're a star there. Yeah, that's true. He will I, be. I, I think he's a stud. He will be. I I agree. I mean, I the Sab- a lot of people on the Sabres draft him. I was one of them. I mean, he's just. So I like good. Dylan Cousins, but I mean, like. Yeah, but it's Cole Caulfield. Caulfield. I think Cole Caulfield's gonna man. be really good. He's so good at hockey. Um, jumping to goalies real quick. Save percentage leaders. Northern Michigan and Omaha have their two goalies tied for first. Um, I believe only through one game though. John Hawthorne and Austin Roden, both with shutouts. Um, so a 100 save percentage. Yeah. Um, or yeah, stopping 1, everything. 1,000 rather. 1,000, I should say. Um, Third is Dryden McKay out of Minnesota State with a 975 save percentage. Um, Justin Kappelmaster from Robert Morris, 973. Um, he is a senior. Both leaders right now are freshmen, but, again, only the one game, so small sample size there. Fifth. They might have even played the entire game. That's true. Yeah, you're right. So, um, But still, I'm just going to read off what, what the uh, – Right, what the, the statute tells what us. the statute tells us. Francis Marat from Clarkson has a 972 save percentage. So that is uh, that is the top five in terms of goaltenders. The next Atlantic Hockey goaltender is the goaltender from RIT Logan Drackett with 940. He's followed immediately by Tevin Kozlowski with a 940 as well from Army. Matt Radomski from Holy Cross is right there next to them with a 939. So Atlantic Hockey goalies kind of in the top 16 there. Um, and I'd be interesting to see, I have a feeling that Justin Kappenmaster might be hanging around right that top pretty much the whole year. Oh, yeah. 
for sure. But the way he's playing, it's probably going to last. I mean, I don't think he's going to last with a ninth seventy three save percentage. But no, like, but I, know, think, he, I think I don't think any of these goalies have, are yeah. going to. I don't think John Hawthorne and Austin Roden are going to maintain a one thousand right. save percentage the whole year. Yeah, but like, could he end up around like a nine twenty save percentage? I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's pl- certainly playing like it. So we will see how that plays out. Um, obviously, not a whole lot of divisional action happening right now. Um, but this weekend, we already went through a couple of games that are happening. Yeah, no, nothing really too big happened on with the Atlantic Hockey Conference right now or really nationally so far because it's mainly just out-of-conference games Yeah, where you've got some big dogs playing some underdogs. Yeah. and Just teams getting their feet under them and kind of making yeah, it just Yeah, just getting that adjustment, getting ready really to play for – conference play which is the most important part of every team season right uh, yeah to put them in the best position possible to try and win their conference so uh nothing terrible nothing nothing incredibly interesting so far it'll heat up as the season goes along but uh yeah that's really what we got for you here yeah pretty much so we're gonna wrap it up here thank you for joining us for episode two of the canisius college frozen pond cast with jay ash down here in studio my name is Vinny Cristiano. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to check out all the other podcasts on at Griffcast, Real Griffcast, I'm sorry, on Twitter, and our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everything else good. So thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. Jay? I love you.